Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. puts on this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I would like to discuss the case Cantwell versus Connecticut. Many people consider this to be one of the landmark cases of First Amendment law. I would like to discuss how this relates to other cases we've discussed on this podcast before. We have discussed Chaplinsky versus New Hampshire. And that was in regards to Jehovah's Witness. And the defendant here is a Jehovah's Witness. And we've also discussed the case the State versus Bacala. And that was in Connecticut. So ponder those relations. I would like to read to you from the case decision. And this text is taken from casetext.com. I'd first like to read some paragraphs to describe the background of this case, what prompted the legal reaction. Quote, They were individually equipped with a bag containing books and pamphlets on religious subjects, a portable phonograph, and a set of records, each of which, when played, introduced and was a description of one of the books. Each appellant, appellant asked the person who responded to his call permission to play one of the records. If permission was granted, he asked the person to buy the book described, and upon refusal, he solicited such contribution towards the publication of the pamphlets as the listener was willing to make. If a contribution was received, a pamphlet was delivered upon condition it would be read. Cassia Street is in a thickly populated neighborhood where about 90% of the residents are Roman Catholics. A phonograph record describing a book entitled Enemies included an attack on the Catholic religion. None of the persons interviewed were members of the Jehovah's Witnesses. The record played by Cantwell embodies a general attack on all organized religious systems as instruments of Satan and injurious to man, and it then signals out the Roman Catholic Church for scriptures coached in terms which naturally would offend not only persons of that persuasion, but all others who respect the honestly held religious faith of their fellows. The heroes were in fact highly offended. One of them said he felt like hitting Cantwell and the other that he was tempted to throw Cantwell off the street. The one who testified he felt like hitting Cantwell said in answer to the question, did you do anything or have any other reaction? No, sir, because he said he would take the Victoria and he went. The other witness testified that he had told Cantwell he had better get off the street before something happened to him and that was the end of the matter as Cantwell picked up his books and walked up, up the street. End quote. Now I'd like to read some paragraphs from further on the decision. In the realm of religious faith and in that of political belief, sharp differences arise. In both fields, the tenets of one man may seem the rankest heir to his neighbor. To persuade others to his own point of view, the pleader, as we know, at times resorts to exaggeration, to vilification of men who have been or are prominent in church or state, and even to false statements. But the people of this nation have ordained in the light of history that, in spite of the probability and excesses of abuse, these liberties are, in the long view, essential to the enlightened opinion and the right conduct on the part of the citizens of a democracy. End quote. This comes a little bit later, too. Quote, the fundamental concept of liberty embodied in the 14th Amendment embraces the liberties guaranteed by the 1st Amendment. The enactment by a state of a law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof is forbidden by the 14th Amendment. 
under the constitutional guarantee, freedom of conscience and of religious belief is absolute, although freedom of act and the exercise of religion is subject to regula regulation for the protection of society. Such regulation, however, in attaining a permissible end, must not unduly infringe the protective freedom. Defendant, while on a public street endeavoring to interest passerby in the purchase of publications or in making contributions in the interest of what he believed to be true religion, induced individuals to listen to the playing of a phonograph record describing the publications. The record contained a verbal attack upon the religious denomination of which the listeners were members, provoking their indignation and a desire on their part to strike the defendant, who thereupon picked up his books and phonograph and went on his way. There's no showing that the defendant's deportment was noise, nosy, noisy, truculent, overbearing, or offensive, nor was it claimed that he intended to insult or affront the listeners by playing the record, nor was it shown that the sound of the phonograph disturbed persons living nearby, drew a crowd, or impeded traffic. Held, the defendant's conviction of the common law offense of breach of the peace was violative of constitutional guarantees of religious liberty and freedom of speech. Reversed. End quote. I applaud this decision. Any court decision that advances freedom of speech and freedom of the press rules. This came from 1940. I emphasize with the defendant. Jehovah's Witnesses are a minority sect in the United States and in many countries around the world. So I root for the underdog in cases like this. Plus, I also was charged with disorderly conduct in Minnesota for doing some freedom of speech acts. I plan to discuss this on a further episode in detail, but for now, realize I won the case. It didn't go as high to the Supreme Court, obviously, but I still won it. And it gave me power and further love for the First Amendment and for people like Cantwell, who preserves our freedoms by fighting for what's right. I don't agree with the Jehovah's Witnesses at all. I visited so many different churches in the Austin area, about a hundred actually, and the Jehovah's Witnesses were probably the worst church. It seemed particularly mind-numbing. So I'm no fan of the religion per se. However, whenever someone advances the First Amendment or freedom of speech, I love the action. I love how they are using their religion to affirm these liberties for us all. So I applaud Cantwell and other Jehovah's Witnesses like Chaplinsky or current ones who advance freedom of religion and freedom of speech and the First Amendment. What do you think about this case? What do you think about the Jehovah's Witnesses? Let me know. How will you advance freedom of speech, First Amendment, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.